What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team? And welcome to the Kaisa Show. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Thank you okay? for asking. Just okay. Today's an okay day. Really? Yeah. Did you? I haven't heard you say just okay. Normally, you're so like hyped and hyphy. Is that why you're sipping tea? Sipping green tea for my longevity. <laughs> oh, shit. That probably already exists. Yeah. If it doesn't, I want to create a tea company called Longevity. Oh, man. Here he goes. I'm back. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm just kind of tired. I don't know what it is. I, I think I drink too much coffee. <laughs> So I think it's like having a reverse effect on me where it's like, I'm just yawning and I'm tired. A lot is going on though, too. Like the brain is full, like it's kind of full steam ahead. Yeah, no, you know? we have a lot going on right now. So I feel like I'm a little bit to blame for, <laughs> for a lot of your or tiredness. to thank. I mean, yeah, either way. Also, I took the team to barbecue last yeah. yesterday. I can't even say it wasn't last night. It was supposed to be our lunch break. This barbecue hit us so hard, not in like we had to run to the bathroom, but like hit us in like we literally all yeah. basically fell asleep. It was nap mode. <laughs> and it's still hitting us today. Yeah. I mean, it was so good, but it, it was. was definitely one of those things like after I ate it, I was like, I got to just, I need to kind of get my life back in order yeah. a little bit. <laughs> if you're in Seattle, go to Pecos Pit. It's so fire. And take a nap. And then take a nap. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's head into what's buzzing today. Now it's time for What's Buzzing. What's buzzing, Bob? What's buzzing, Kaza? So sweet. Um, I am buzzing on something that most of my family will literally roll their eyes about. I am buzzing. That's most things. I, I know, that's that my life. On. No, because I'm so delayed. That's why. Oh. I'm buzzing on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Team, I am like 10 years late to Game of Thrones. Is and it that old? eight years it's it's old wow. yeah but the funny thing is because my family used to gather on like the thursday or the sunday whenever oh, it released yeah. and would all watch it together yeah. and they were all and i was what like what were you doing kicking it yeah. <laughs> you already know <laughs> you're like everyone's doing that i'm gonna do something different <laughs> that's how exactly i was for eight years wow. and then i finally gave in and i love it you know when you find a show where you're like okay I I basically need to put my whole life on pause right now so yeah. that I can make sure it I It becomes can... your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I definitely know. <laughs> so I am loving... If you have not watched Game of Thrones, it is on HBO, so you have to have HBO. Um, and there are eight seasons, which wow, is... Wow, right now, this is hilarious. What? It is like the pitch for something that's eight years old that like everyone has seen. Oh, everyone's seen it. So okay, it's a fine. show um, <laughs> takes place kind of a while ago and... Ah! Fine, I won't talk about it. Who's your favorite character? Um, my favorite character. I don't know all the names. It's very hard yeah, for me. Yeah, that's a serious so, thing. So I think Khaleesi, the one with the blonde yeah, yeah, hair, yeah. her right hand man is the, my favorite uh, character. Oh my god, I love wow. him. He's like a Kevin Costner. <laughs> oh, not a uh, not uh, called Drago. Not her. 
man man. No, not her man man. Not the um oh what is there? Not uh, Jason Momoa. Mom- yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, Mimosa. Oh, Mimosa. <laughs> Hello. God. What uh oh I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The older dude. Yes. Gray hair. You wow. Oh, this is yeah. just a theme. <laughs> I like how you're like that was the whole point of this buzz was to put that out there. That I like old men. <laughs> You like old men, older men. I love older men. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? Like a good, like a 47? No. Oh, like, like a 50. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like a 57. More like a 52. Yeah, 52, 53. I feel like a 52. 54 is the highest maybe. Yeah. 54. Okay. Okay. You heard that. Fifty. If you're 54 or younger, <laughs> but older than 47. Preferably. With three children. DM. <laughs> <laughs> if you even know how to use the DMs. <laughs> We've talked though, that's why that's like I'm what sweating. it is though. It's it's not we don't want no influencer that's fifty two. No, 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 no. no. I yeah. don't want an influencer. They don't preferably, even have, preferably they don't have Instagram. I was gonna say preferably you don't have social media. Yeah. How is this turning back to my dating? You life? always do this. No, you did mm-hmm. this. Okay, moving on. What are you buzzing about? Pause for one second. Do we have to listen to you sip tea this whole episode? It's very aggressive. Is it? Oh, is it aggra- I thought I find it calming. <laughs> Hold on. Oh! Kind of sounds like a bomb. There is not. Yeah, there's nothing calming cool. about that. I'll, t- I'll go off mic. I apologize. Okay, thank I'll you. go off mic. Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm buzzing. So I haven't. Wow, <laughs> that was not me. For those of you who are just listening after that, and then you go over there and sip like. That. Wow. I was trying to do it. <laughs> oh, no. I was trying to do it intentionally, but oh, I almost oh, spit okay, it out. Okay, okay. That was funny then. Okay, I thought well, you just not like, really. didn't. Okay. Clearly I missed the mark. No, I still laughed. <laughs> it was and you laughed, which is that's the most important thing on this show. Um all right. Getting a serious core workout that already. A, that was a silent sip. Right okay, there. that's go ahead. a rip tip. <laughs> if you need a silent sip, <laughs> drift, oh. drift back and how you sit. If you didn't know, team, Mike's alter ego. He, you have a few alter egos, I've but one is Rip ones. with a tip. Rip, uh, he always has tips. You know, life tips. A lot of good ones, honestly. And they yeah. always rhyme. Yeah, that's the pressure that I don't like. I tried to break that, and then a friend of mine called me out on it. And I was like, damn, I dug my I dug myself in here a little too deep. Yeah, you gotta stick with that. That's kind of what makes you special. But here's the thing though, rip and tip only rhyme with so many things. You know what I mean? So it's hard. It's I've heard a challenge. you be very you're up for the challenge. Yeah. So. I've heard you. And I never I never uh like write them out or anything. Like they're always in the moment. You're a freestyle. So it's rapper. a lot it's hard. It's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of failed rip tips. There's an archive probably on my wife's phone of failed rip tips. She's okay. the producer of rip tips, so she's hearing this right now, and she's going to start putting these out. All right. I love it. The buzz. I bought a new computer. Oh. You sound so thrilled. <laughs> Do you know that this whole empire has been built digitally on my computer, and I got a new one? So it's going to continue. Yeah, anyways, I know no, it's not that exciting. No, that's no, why no. I was kind of like, eh. But no, that's okay. There's I've, so many people that are probably curious about what did you get? Yeah, so I'm a Mac guy. I've had the same. Here's why I'm a Mac guy. I got my last computer in 2012. 
Oh. I've had the same Mac computer made a lot of money over the last 10 years off of this computer that I've ever... Normally, I feel like a lot of people go through computers in a couple years, two, three years, right? And shout out to my friend Mark of, well, formerly Startup Weekend. They gave me an advance. It was like when I first started video. They gave you an advance to buy the computer? They were like, what is holding you back from doing some of these jobs? I was like, honestly, it felt kind of like, I felt kind of like ashamed to even be honest, but I was just like, honestly, like I need a better computer. And he's like, what if we advanced you some money for a project to buy a computer and and then like you take on these projects like okay I just said yes even though I was like you know because there was a little like kind of felt yeah yeah, you know but I did and that's still the computer I have today so anyways are you gonna frame or do something with that that's my problem is like I hate throwing things away that like still work it just doesn't work good enough for now you, you should just keep it so remember when I had that tripod that I had. <laughs> it's in the office right now. And yeah, we have it. Under like a bookshelf. Yeah. But it was like duct taped and yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like the million, the million, million dollar tripod, dollar tripod yeah. because that's where I filmed everything off of. So it's like there's a few things that are important. I mean, to keep I'm talking a 27 inch like iMac screen computer. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a laptop. No. That's, when I think of computers, I only think of laptops. Yeah. That's why I realized this topic is not for you. That's okay. No, it's not for me, but you know, it might be for some of the listeners. But in case some of the folks out there listen and want to know what I got, I got a new Mac Studio. So they came out with these really dope little box computers this last year. They're lightning fast. Like they're just supposed to be all the shit. So I finally got it. They're very expensive. Had to buy monitors also because they don't come with a monitor. So the iMac is a monitor and computer in one. Okay. So now I've got this little box and I've got computers. But it just the thing that I'm not buzzing on is like what it creates that I have to like, I have to like redo everything. You okay. know, new workflow, got to clean the office, got to, okay. it's a domino effect. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Well, so, I'm happy for you. I'm buzzing. I think it's going to save me a shitload of time. Cool. Yeah. So okay. that's it. Yay. <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. No, I just no. I no, there's people that are interested in things like that. Just yeah. not me. Speed, fast computers, faster editing time, less time on the computer, more time out there living life. There you creating go. the things that you want to create okay. in this world. Way to sell yourself. Yeah. So I'm excited. But all right, well, moving on. <laughs> I feel like we need a bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I know. We need to get some sort of transition there because right now. We don't have one, but yeah. I'll think of something, a little transition. Well, while you're thinking, we can talk about do your you want to freestyle? <laughs> we both try to put each other on blast. I'm wearing some fire no, pants. Right you're fashionable. Now. I'm not fashionable. They are like a hundred percent snowboard pants. Like they look exactly. I think. I mean, are they snowboard pants? No, I'm being serious. They're Jordan. No, no, but like, are they? Nike makes snowboard stuff. Yeah, this is Jordan. But Jordan's owned by Nike. Yeah, but Jordan's its own company. It's a separate thing, basketball. These are now just streetwear pants. They're just streetwear? Yeah. Okay. Just like fashionable. Fashionable, totally. The Jinko look. Like I used to have those pants, yeah. not Jordan or like uh, swishy pants. I don't yeah. know what you call those. Yeah. But you know, style, things come back come around. Back. They evolve. Oh, man. I still like have just... You could bring things out and it would now be in fashion again. <laughs> I see there's very few pictures of me at that age, but yeah. when I see 
those jeans that just go like straight down. I mean, it was just, I thought they were so cool. But they were cool at that time. Yeah. Did you wear like a puka shell necklace too? Oh, but come on. Obviously. Had every phase of oh. the 90s for sure. Puka shells, frosted tips, or sun in, you know? No. Oh, yeah. I remember like fifth grade, I think it was, or fourth grade. I remember I was so excited to go to Bartell Drugs and use like savings that I had to buy sun in. Me and my friend Brandon were like, oh, it's going to change. Like, it was like everything. It was everything. And summer just started. And we, you know, you squirted your hair. I have like dark, dark brown hair. So yeah. it like barely made it like a red kind of auburn slight tinge. You know? I don't know what I thought it was going to do for me, but I was so I mean, excited. Yeah. I mean, back then everything was going to be life changing. So I agree with that. My style was always the, like, I didn't, I would say back then I wasn't like super stylish only because everything was sports. So my oh. style didn't really, as long as my sneakers were on point, like my style didn't really evolve until high school. I started pushing the boundaries. Yeah. In sports, I feel like just lends itself to be kind of styly in a way. Yeah. But it wasn't like I didn't, it wasn't super trendy. So I don't look back. I mean, there's some yeah. things like I dressed very tomboyish. Like I only shopped in the tomboy or in the tomboy <laughs> department. <laughs> there probably is one now in the, in the boys department. Like that was my like style. So it was all sporty. All. So you had, yeah. Yeah. You know what you were, you had a, you, you were going for something. Yeah. yeah I yeah. guess I was definitely going for something. I remember sweatsuits or that material. Jog suits. That's yeah. or at least that's what I used to yeah. call them. Oh, but I had another vision. I remember I wanted this, uh, this jog suit so bad. I think it was a Nike one at like Fred Meyer. And I was like, life is going to change. And I could like envision myself rolling into school yeah. with this green jog suit on and everybody being like, damn, who's this Mike, dude? Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> Just like breaking out a little dance yeah. and it has that noise, you yeah. know, swishing. Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah, but oh. life didn't change at oh, all. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was still a But loser. it's the build. Oh my gosh, stop. It's Seriously. the... <laughs> Stop. Well, you're not anymore. They just didn't know. <laughs> but it's the buildup of all those that made, made it all so exciting. Like yeah. every year when I got a new pair of sneakers, I literally thought my life was going to yeah. change. You know, yeah. so that was what was exciting. That was what we were living for back yeah. then. It's still kind of to <laughs> this day. And I definitely still am, team. Full okay. situation. Cool. Full situation. So today we're going to like check in. I was going to ask you some questions. Based on kind of your recent performance and state of <clears throat> life. Um, I feel like this is a call-out session. No, it's but a check-in session. My hands are sweaty. And I will like, I'd like to preface this whole thing. Okay. That there's no judgment okay. today. So even though questions may come out um, sounding like they're fishing for something, mm -hmm. they're not. Like, it is just an observation and a curiosity. I'm coming from a place of curiosity. Not suggestion. I mean, we may not get into roasting, suggestion. I feel like, not roasting. Okay. No, that was roast-ish, but the failure. I can because, handle a little roasty. Yeah, toasty. you can handle that. Um, but no, and also, I'm not one to, like, we can chat about what I think, but ultimately, I'm not here to tell you what to do, obviously. I'm just here to be curious. Ah, yeah, I always, like, I, I appreciate all of your curiosities. Honestly, a lot of it helps me shift, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Or Ooh. So, I, I yeah, I'm down. And shout out to curiosity, because what you just said is so, like, I have this thing where I think the more curious we can be, mm -hmm. the more we can see, like, all sides of things. And it's, like, less of, like, I have this opinion and you're doing it wrong. It's more of, like, I just want to know more about what you're doing and why. Yeah. Not because, and then, like, psh, done. Like, not, now I insert 
what I think about that. But when yeah, and when you ask questions, I mean, because we do this a lot off camera, sometimes it helps me reflect like, wait, hold on, why do I do that? Or why do I believe that? Like, I think that's the point in life. Like, I, you know, sometimes I do things I don't even know why, yeah. or I don't even know I'm doing them. So that's a good little reality check. Yeah. And likewise, uh, all yeah. the time. I'm like, why well, the I hell did I just really do that? I don't really call you out. No, you don't ask me. Oh. Sometimes you do. <clears throat> but I'm just saying in my own yeah. mind, like I'm thinking, it's like, why do I do that? Yeah. And I think the point is you don't always have to know why. It's just, I think it's kind of going back. We talked about this a few episodes ago, I think, <clears throat> about creating that space and just like witnessing it and being mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a pattern. Not sure why I do it. Yeah. But I'm seeing that I do it. Yeah. You and know? then starting to eventually, once you see it, I think for me also being in the place of analyzing, does it serve me? Does it not? Yeah. Is it, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm ready. A lot ready. of front load here. Wow. <laughs> no, I feel like I don't even have great questions. No, but no. <clears throat> I think mainly here, I'd like to kick it off with your body kind of feeling, you know, you got some, you got some body parts talking to you, mm-hmm. like your hamstring, your low back now. Yeah. You got some injuries kind of. Now, I, yeah. I don't know. Are they considered injuries? I don't know what really defines an injury. But you got some... I got some things going on. You got some things going on. Yeah, so I I look at injuries very differently. I think there's there's injuries that happen, let's say like, you know, I twisted my ankle or something like Like that. a trauma. There's like a trauma, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, like what's happening right now it would be considered an overuse injury. But the reality is... Hold on, I, hold on, hold on. Okay. Say that again. An overuse. So <laughs> okay, and I just wanted to clarify that. <clears throat> That was a little sip, roasted. Sip the tea. Okay, well, that team, that's coming because Mike is trying to tell me I'm doing too much right now. And from the woman that doesn't believe that there's ever such thing as too much, I'm having to slightly look at things. So I do hear you there. Overuse injury. It's okay. a, it would be considered an overuse injury. So for example, right now, I'm having some definite pain in my hamstring, which now I'm seeing a PT and it's referred basically from my piriformis. The thing for me is there was no injury moment that happened. So it's an overuse thing, but I also know my body well enough to know she's trying to fucking tell me something because this has been going on for five plus months and there's no reason why things haven't gotten better. So when I think about injuries right now, it's like, I know we can talk about like, Oh, the injury, but it's not, I know that there's a lot going on in my life and my body's trying to talk to me right now and I'm not listening to her. Is it always the same message that your body... Oh, so it's different messages. Yeah. For me, well, it's always the same message in terms of I need you to slow down and I need you to kind of look around. I'm the type of person that gets tunnel vision and I just do Mm. my thing and I think I'm right and I think this is the right way. And oftentimes, I would say all of my injuries have helped me pause for one second and they kind of like shake things up and they force me to look around at other things that are going on in my life and things that need attention. Um, and for me right now, like there's a lot that I run from, honestly, like I'm, I work 24 seven, I work out 24 seven, I do a lot and I don't like to stop because then I, you got to turn and face a lot of shit. So but now my body's like, no, bitch, you're stopping. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not running from this anymore. So then what happens? Th- then what happens? <sighs> so, I mean, for me, there's a handful <clears throat> of things. So it, 
because this has gone on since the beginning of this year, it started to help me realize there's definitely some things family dynamic wise, emotionally that I need to deal with that helped me kind of go into therapy. Um, and so, and now in therapy, there's been a lot of things that have been brought up about why I do what I do. So while I'm unpacking that in therapy, I'm also kind of reconfirming that my injury was right. (laughs) And she was telling me to like, start looking at some other things in your life rather than be in the gym 24 seven. And this is no knock to movement because hello, I love movement. But for me, it's the way in which you use movement. So for many, many years, I've still used movement as a punishment or movement to override a lot of other things. It's not always the healthiest thing for me. Um, And so definitely in therapy now, slowing things down in my life and starting to look at just all the way from my past of how I grew up to like what's going on now and how I go about things, I realize, oh, like that's why I've had this injury for five months. I mean, we've literally, I've said this to you, like I know she's trying to tell me something and sometimes I'm not ready to listen to what my body is trying to tell me and it takes a while, but now it's all coming together. I get it. Did take me five months to get it, but I get it. And, and I, yeah, I need to slow things down and switch things up. So is it like, do you, are you in search? Cause it's like, okay, the way you deal with stress and the way you deal with, or like what brings you joy and what also kind of de-stresses or manages stress is movement. And though, but if that movement then is also causing you stress, is it like, are you looking for like a third or not a third, I guess a second thing that can sort of de-stress or manage stress that doesn't also potentially cause stress? Yeah. But this is ever so complicated because my career is movement. And so this is where movement is when I, I feel like everyone has a handful of things that are the best thing for them to go to, to take care of themselves. Movement is the top of that list for me. Other people, it might be meditation. It might be art. It might be whatever you want, but movement is at the top for me. And so it is my most powerful tool, but then it also became, it's not a double-edged sword, but it became my career, Mm -hmm. which means it's not always used appropriately. So there's a lot, like for me sometimes, so I train four times a week with my coach and right now we're filming a a program, which means I'm doing the full classes to about three times a week. And Mike has said several times, like, can you, and you're doing track sprinting and I'm doing track sprinting and I'm waking up early. I know I didn't realize, (laughs) I didn't realize all these things, but we were saying, he was saying this yesterday. I was like, what do you think I should take out? And he was like, well, you're waking up at six 30 in the morning now. So you're adding that you haven't reduced your training. We're adding more sessions because we're finishing this program and you have track practice now on Friday. And I was like, shit, I never even realized that. But going back to The thing for me is if I was to reduce going to train with Luca, my whole body starts to like, uh, okay, no, that's like asking me to not go to therapy. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's so hard for me, but then also I can't reduce filming because we're on a schedule and we've got to get this program out and that's how things go. And so I just... I am realizing when you said that yesterday, I then think to deal with stress, let me just add more things. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's so fascinating because I know, and we've talked about this before, I know that how I handle stress the best is by reducing things. And it's wild when you said that to me yesterday, because I literally two episodes ago was like, you reduce things, you take things out. And I did not realize that I wasn't reducing. I am in a, I'm in one of the most stressed seasons of my life. I think that I've ever been in. And I totally was not aware of how I was handling it. I have been adding, 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 adding. 
Yeah. Till you said yesterday, you're adding. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's 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 part of it. It feels like it's very part of our culture now, and especially for you, like your job is to be adding, adding, adding content all the time. Yeah. Like fresh, 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 new, 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 and that alone. Like, so there's this weird lack of being able to like be still and like kind of enjoy like we always are you know we're going for our phone or we're we're, you know trying to do something always and there's almost like a weird guilt or something around like if you're not doing you know like everyone's always busy and it's like to say you're busy you're busy you're busy and I think that how do you like that's where we go to when we're if we're stressed or if we need to it's like how do I add in more things to de-stress like how do I add supplements or how do I add more movement or how do I add a new diet or how do I add seeing these friends that I'm not seeing enough and it's like it's adding more yeah. to the plate that's already probably overfilling yeah. you know, over full but this is wild and I and we're like I feel like we're talking this out and I don't have answers but I know to reduce things I do reduce things, but when it comes to movement, that's the thing I've added. I added, okay, let me give myself some breathing room in the morning. So I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go walk. Let me, let me add a little bit of community to kind of like give me more energy. I'm going to go do track Fridays. Let me finish this program faster than we had originally planned. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. but that all was around movement. That's a thing I think for me, that's really important to understand to have a healthy relationship around that. And I don't always have a healthy relationship around movement. And what happens to me if I take out movement? You know, like when you say, Kaisa, maybe you shouldn't go see Luca while we're training, while we're doing this. Maybe you shouldn't go see him four times a week. I mean, I angrily am like, I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to, but yeah. I am definitely doing that. And then I'd be like, why? Like, yeah. what's well, going to what happen you when say, you don't? Your typical response is no, that if I remove that, like there's definitely like a reaction mm-hmm. and it's if I remove that, I'll be worse off. Absolutely. Yeah. Because Which, I do believe I will. I don't yeah. know if that's the truth. Yeah. I don't think that's the truth. But yeah, I definitely for me, I know to practice reducing, but when it comes to movement, because that's just so much of my go-to to not only take care of myself and keep afloat that like it also is the negative too, because it's like the distractor, the runner, you know, the not always positive space. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it sometimes it's, it's harder almost to be aware, you know, these last few years I've done a lot of work to be aware of more things, but I still don't change a lot of those things. Yeah. Whereas before, if you're not aware of them, you're kind of just operating in, you know, auto, like auto mode. So you don't even know it. And now it's like, I feel like with what you're saying, you're like, cool. I'm aware that I add more in, but like, I don't want to fucking take it away. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how does that make you, I mean, so like we're talking about this right now, like what happens tomorrow? Like tomorrow's Friday. Are you doing track practice? What happens next week? Like we have a few more workouts to finish. So we are at the tail end of this. Like what happens with Luca training? Like what, yeah. What do yeah. you, I mean, I think I, so for example, with Luca, I were adding one of the days is like a full recovery day with him because that's, I know that, okay, rather than taking that session away, let me just do something a little bit more lighter. In that Ooh, session. It looked like it was hard to say. It was, I was trying to say, cause like recovery isn't always lighter, but okay. like I didn't have the right word. 
but it is hard for mm-hmm. me. There's a lot that comes with like being, it's my outlet. Like mm-hmm. there, it's my stress reducer. There's so much that happens that like, I, I would say the word fear is accurate when I think about removing some of those things. Like how am I going to manage everything else that's happening in my life. What's going to happen to me when I don't do that? You know what I mean? And I think, so there is a fear of what, what's going to happen. So before reduce, before removing it altogether, we're just going to reduce the volume of work that happens in those sessions. Um, for example, track Friday is going to happen tomorrow, but yes, my back has been bothering me. Um, and I had recommended maybe like a segue and a megaphone <laughs> where you just chase everyone around and coach them instead of doing the workout yeah. yourself. So I'm taking half of that. I'm not going to do a okay. segue, but I, yeah, I mean, viral I, content guaranteed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, cool. are, do you have a segue for me to use? I have a one wheel. You could use that. Oh, no, I, that would be a broken back. That would be good content though, too. So we got to get you on the one wheel. I'm, I, yeah, I would definitely fall off of that. Yeah, sorry, that was a di- di- yeah. digress. But um, so no, th- I I am starting to like wake up a little bit. I I'm gonna go see a doctor for my hammy, and that makes me realize I've already been working my physical therapist. But at this point in time, it's I have to have somebody actually take a closer look at it. Okay. Um, and so that is an eye opening thing for me too. I don't want to be injured. Like there is something going on. If I have an injury that's lasting that long for anybody, like if we have something that's lasting this long, there's something else going on and it would be really easy. It would be a cop out for me personally to say, Oh yeah, it's just like, you know, my, my hammy's just bothering me. No big deal. Maybe I need to do some PT work. I know that's not the mm. case. Like I know better than that. I know my hamstring is bothering me cause I'm ignoring some other shit in my life. And so that's again, kind of bringing it full circle. That is the sign. That's my body talking to me she talks very loudly when I don't listen to her of like I'm not going to fucking heal until you look at a handful of other things until you heal some other things in your life I'm not going to heal your body because you don't listen to me my body is the way that I listen to things if if she shuts me down that's when I'm like okay fine I, I like I can't believe it's had to get this bad honestly but so is life so you're saying that your hamstring is is unrelated to the movement and it's other it's like stress or other things going on and it's like just manifesting in that or it's like kind of co it's co because i know it's an overuse i know right now it is it's a dueling thing i know it's real it's not my my hamstring is definitely injured but i know for the fact that it has gone on for five plus months, I've done the PT, I've done the things, I haven't slowed down altogether, but I've been very aware of it. I know there's other things happening. And I don't mean to sound woo-woo, but I, I know that it is her way of saying, I need you to pause for a second because what you're doing right now is not working. And not like it's not working for her. It's not that it's just not working for my body. It's not working for me and my life. Like it is not, I'm not in a healthy season right now for a lot of other things that I'm ignoring. And so my body, because she has the most power over me, is like, sit the fuck down. (laughs) Like literally sit down, turn around and go look at some other things. And I need you to put energy in some other places besides business and just working out. Like I need you to go look at some other things because we're not very healthy right now. Yeah. And that's literally like, I know that sounds crazy, but she, it has happened to me too many times in my life and she's right. And I look at other things and I adjust things and it changes my whole life. And so I just, I, I listen to her now. I mean, this took me too long, five months, but like totally, no, I know she's right. Hmm. 
and I'm in therapy to co-sign it now. You know, yeah, like yeah. I am, like my mind is blowing from all these different, like, oh my gosh. Like, so then I get the opportunity to put it all together and better late than never, I guess. <clears throat> I'm trying to relate this to my, cause I have like a weird kind of groin ad- adductor, adductor. Yeah. Inside. And it's like, I can't, it's just like, I'm not running. Like it's like hanging around. I'm just really doing mobility. I did the Spartan. So that wasn't good for it. But it's like, so what do you do? I guess, like, I guess you just go to PT and you, you find the things that you need to slow down at or that aggravate it specifically talking. I'm trying to think of like, how do people listen and maybe apply this to themselves? So this is great. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm not saying you have an injury and it's not your body Mm -hmm. and that you need to look at other things all the time. Like I'm not trying to say that I'm just saying from my perspective, I do all the things I go to injury. I have a coach look at my movement. There are actual physical things in my body that need to be adjusted, that need to be worked on, that need to be reduced. Like there's a lot going on. So with your adductor, like a thousand percent, I would say if if this thing has been bothering you for a while, you need to get it looked at. You need to have a PT look at it. You probably need to have also somebody look at your form because you work out all the time alone and you could be doing something Excuse me. Cool. Wow. So sorry, team. You could be doing something without even noticing that you're doing that, which is causing an issue in your adductor. So yes, look at your body and Mm -hmm. and have adjustments made and, and take care of yourself. But also for nagging things, start looking elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like look, kind of like turn and look at the rest of your life. Yeah. And take it down a notch, but it's hard. Like it sucks. Like I'm not pumped like it's boring to just do I'm just doing like mobility and like walking you know and even walking sometimes I'm like I should probably like not walk that far to let some of these like overuse injuries I mean you could do some wild upper body stuff like there's a lot you could do but also I think the thing is is this is why it's important to remember that things happen in seasons Mm -hmm. and when you come back off of this injury and you are back into you know your kettlebells your more powerful work work that you love you're also going to love that so much more because it you didn't get to do it for a little while so yeah it's helpful i mean it really is helpful to kind of like embrace that season mentality because it is hard to see beyond where you're at currently you know and i think a lot of people with injury why a lot of people just continue to get injured is because they never, they can't kind of say like, okay, cool. Unless you have like a cast, right? And it's right. like six weeks, I can't do shit. Cause like yeah. I have this cast, but most of the time, oh, I know this thing is X, but I still need to do this thing. Yeah. And then you just kind of never heal. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I know so many people, including myself over the years where things just don't go away. Yeah. Because hard, it's, it's hard to take it easy. It's hard. And there's also a lot that we do in our life that causes, you know what I mean? A lot of back stuff can be happening because yeah. we sit here 24-7. You know, there's a lot that's happening. I just, I do try to put a positive spin on, on injuries because I just think they're also our body's way of trying to teach us something. And so if you can be open to the lesson that your body is trying to tell you and teach you. Like, I think that's a really amazing thing. I'm, t- I mean, our bodies are amazing yeah. and there's a lot more going on in your life than kind of like what you think. That's always what I'm reminded. You know, I always have just these blinders on them. I'm like this, this, this until my body goes like, no life is this. Yeah. I need you to look at all these things over here. So yeah. shout out to my body. It's also like one thing, I guess, you know, I guess sometimes it's acknowledging these positive new spins that I actually don't realize 
I have until I'm looking back. But like with that Spartan race, one thing that I, I was definitely like less negative around the, the pains that were going on. And it, I was shifting it, not even like trying to be positive in the moment or anything like that. Like it was just actually what I was experiencing was shifting it to be, oh, that's something I need to work on. Like clearly my like adductors are undertrained, like because the stability and all this stuff, like I need to do more work. Do I do much work in that? No, I don't. I need to. And then it was like also like my calves late, like from running, I'm like, yeah, like I need to probably pay attention more to like some of my calves and things like that. So it's like, instead of just being negative, but like, oh, I'm weak or like, oh, I didn't train enough or oh, whatever. It was more looking at the opportunity of like, oh, cool. Those are parts that are talking to me that are getting moved up to the top of the list of things that need to be worked on. No, I love that. And I think that's really important because the thing is, is you are in this body for the rest of your life. (laughs) So like having that spin as minor as it seems to be like, rather than sitting there and bashing your body and blaming your body, like being like, oh, that's something I just learned. Damn. Okay. Let me, let me help you out so that, you know, we can be running more, we can do whatever we want to do, but you, this is the body you have. Yeah. So it doesn't help to, you're not doing something right or you're doing too much of something or you're not doing enough of something if there's a lot going on. So like take that as a, just a little note to self and make adjustments. Yeah. And that's the point of all of this. It's like asking for help instead of complaining, like your muscles or whatever's going on. It's going like, Hey, we need to improve on this thing. That's why I'm talking to you. That's why I'm showing you this pain. Not, hey, we suck. We're weak. We're never going to get better. And literally, that's why I always say, like, think of your body as your best friend. Mm-hmm. If it was constantly saying, like, hey, I've got this thing. And you're just like, ah, oh, fuck you. Keep going. You know what I mean? Like, no, you wouldn't do that. Like, damn, okay. If your back is really bothering you, like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Because... I don't want your back to hurt. You know what I mean? Like, and I want you to feel better and I want to be able to like treat you as best I possibly can. What do I need to do? I'm in control of this. Don't ignore it. Start like, if you need to go to, that's a perfect place. Go to PT, have somebody look at your movement, have somebody to start kind of adjusting that and giving you an over a view of how your body's working. And then if you have this thing like I do that keeps nagging, then you need to probably look at some other things in life. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I like the, be- I, you've said that a lot. I don't think I ever really, I think I just got a visual of what that looks like, mm. which is kind of fun. Yeah. And if you think of it, like say your shoulder and you're like, Oh, your shoulder's hurting. Do you just go, that's just how it is. You know, like if your friend was like saying, Hey, I don't feel good. Or I need this thing. And you're just like, that's just how it is. No, you never. Or would. is a good friendship where you're like, Oh man, like what can I do to help? Like, yeah. what do we need to do? Do you need some ice? Do yeah. you, you know, like, no, but this is, and I, I like, this is what I love so much about thinking of your body as, as your best friend, because you get to think of it as, as other than, which means automatically when we think of things as other than we just take better care of it. Yeah, no, so true. when it is your best friend, for example, you are not sleeping mm. enough and you keep asking your body. And these are things that I do all the time. I keep asking my body to show up. I need you to be the best you can fucking be every single day in business, in relationships, in performance. I need you. I need you. I need you. And I never fucking give anything back to her. I fucking, I don't eat well. You know what I mean? Like these are so many things that happen in my life. I don't eat well. I go party 24 seven. She doesn't get good sleep. I don't do enough recovery. And then I literally wake back up and I say, bitch, what, what the fuck? Why can't you show up for me? I need you to be a 10 out of 10 right now, but I treated you like a two out of 10. So then it's like, no, okay, hold on. And that's why I'm saying like my, the injury right now, there's a lot of places in my life that I'm treating her a two out of 10. 
for me right now, it's a lot of mental, emotional stuff that I'm not dealing with and I'm ignoring. So that's where it's the two out of 10 right now. And it's, it's cause it's wrecking havoc. And I, I know myself well enough to know that that's where it needs to be. And I'm being guided in therapy to start digging there and be um, guided through that. And I think that that's, well, shout out to the therapy, but that's the, that's the amazing thing that happens when you move and you're connected to your body and you can like listen to it and you can start to figure out so many amazing things about yourself. And back to your, like your example, if that were your friend, yeah. you'd be like, oh, yo, you like had a rough night, like to sleep in, let yeah. me go to the store or yes. whatever. You're right. You're going to be like, oh no, you take it easy. Like Amen. you don't need to do that today. Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Girlfriend. Yeah. You know, like, Literally. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Or you'd have a come to Jesus moment with her. Like, like I would look. and literally like how, okay, hold on. How the fuck do you think that you have, you know, party 24 seven, you're drinking. Those are just easy examples for me. Cause that's, that's really the conversations I have with myself. And then you think that you're going to get up and go do this, honey, that's not going to work. Yeah. So something's going to give right now. So you have to choose is what you're doing in business and, you know, performance in the gym more important right now, or is partying more important right now? Like that's literally a conversation I had with myself a little while ago. You know what I mean? Like, okay, what's more important because you're putting your energy in something and then you're telling me the other thing. So you got to switch this around right now. And it goes back to, I think what you're saying is like, you have to remove something. Oh, absolutely. Which is the hard part. Cause I think it's like, I maybe what I'm hearing is it's like, you kind of want to do it all. Mm. Like you don't want to do anything. That is the story of my life. I want to do do it it. all. And I want to do it all at 110 miles per hour. And you can survive. I think, to where, like, I relate to this greatly as a parent, you know, because you get up early, you do the parent thing, then you go to work, then you come home, you do the parent thing, and you get this, like, very small fraction of the day to sort of, like, spend for you or with your partner, right? And so Priya and I will, like, okay, cool, like, it's nine or whatever, let's chill, like, what do you want to do? You want to have a drink? Like, it's kind of nice just to have a quick drink, you know? You have a drink, you watch a show, maybe you have another drink. You're like, oh, this is nice, like, this is nice to get this. And then you realize it's already eating into the other thing that you need to do and you're going to enjoy, but you're not going to enjoy it very much because you got to wake up early. Now you're going to have a little hangover. Now you're going to be a little more tired or whatever. And so it's like you have to pick a lane and picking it is really hard because it means you have to not do one of those. Absolutely. And most of the time with parenting, you know, like... <laughs> you got to parent. <laughs> yeah. so. But absolutely. And I think that's where... I just, yeah, that's where we all, if you, if you just take a second and sit with yourself, you know, you know what's going on. You know what you should do. We don't always then have the ability to do it right away, but you know. And for me personally, the knowing and not doing is what eats me alive. Yeah. And that is really where, that's where my spiral, like I'm somebody, uh, of course, we've talked about this a lot. Like I'm somebody that will start to spiral here and then that will lead to my depression. And then I'm like beat myself up and then we go down and down and down. So that's where it's like, I think my injuries are a gift before I get super, super deep and, you know, in a dark place, I'd rather have my body saying, can you please fucking look at some things? Cause these are adding up over here. Mm-hmm. Like this is adding up over here and this is going to get to a breaking point. And I need you to put some time, energy and effort here. And I always think of life as a pie. The pie is not growing any bigger. You can just slice it differently. And, you know, my body's saying you're slicing it basically one big chunk in business, one big chunk in 
crazy movement and a little tiny slice for family. And that's all you're doing. You haven't taken care of me mentally, emotionally. Like there's nothing going on over here and I'm at a breaking point. Yeah. And that's what my injuries, that's what my body always tells me through injuries. Like there is something else in life that's not working. Yeah. When you talk about, uh, oh, what were you saying around? It made me think about like not drinking. Like when you, you're like, oh, let's not drink. Sober October, right? But you have to like, line it up to make sure that nothing in October is happening to where you need to drink, right? Because you want it all. And so you're like, as long as nothing's, what's a month where nothing's happening? So not drinking would just be really easy, right? Instead of it being like, no, the point of it is that you go do the things. I don't know if the point, but an exercise in it is that you go to like a football game or you go camping or whatever it is that you really associate drinking with and you don't do it because like that's the win. And you learn the lesson <gasps> exactly. of not doing it. And that's the other thing. I don't look at things as permanent anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when we like, so we're just on the alcohol. I feel like it's just an easy. It's, it's a, a, it's a really easy one though, but it's not the only thing, but it's really for me right now, it's to learn the lesson. It's to remove something. So right now I'm not doing any hard alcohol, which, which honestly just reduces my alcohol consumption, which is good. But then it's to learn the lesson of what alcohol fills and then allows me to kind of see a little clearer and dig a little deeper. And, and then I don't have to be in that place forever. I, at some point in time, like I've learned that lesson and I've become aware of that thing. And I take that little token of knowledge and then I move on to a different season of my life. And, and then maybe I drink again or add on whatever it is that you removed or or whatever that thing is. Yeah. I think pulling back, I think what's where we're going is really, it's like, how do you treat your body like your best friend? I think like if we're, if I'm like looking at this big picture, because I'm thinking with alcohol, it keeps coming up. I think it keeps coming up because we're trying to find a new relationship with it. Mm -hmm. Like we're unhappy or we realize that it's not serving us the best as it used to, or like we were fine in that season to do it, do it that way. And now we're like reestablishing a new relationship with alcohol. Maybe it's no alcohol. Maybe it's no hard alcohol. Maybe it's whatever it is. Yeah. But it's also because you're treating your body as your friend. Like, and you're saying like, hey, what's not, something seems to not be working. Absolutely. But, and then for someone like me, there's a deeper lesson here that I, I like to drink to mask my social anxiety, which is never anything that I realized. So I, in, you know, I've, I've learned recently that I have anxiety and definitely like social anxiety. And so instead of masking that, I would like to handle that like with care. And maybe that means that I'm more aware of the social situations that I put myself in. Maybe it means I'm dealing with, you know, tactics for when I feel my anxiety coming on. Um, but I can't do that if I'm masking it. And so I think for me, I, I definitely have a curiosity to figure out how I can live my best life. <laughs> like that's, and I, I know I'm never going to get to the top of the mountain and do that. But so because I have that curiosity, I'm like, okay, well, let's not mask things. Let's be really aware of what happens. So now, for example, when I'm in social settings, I am so much more where I hold my breath. I am out of body. I, and I, and this sounds like so dramatic, but these are things that I do, which is why I drink alcohol. So I like, don't pay attention to the, how uncomfortable I am. And now the gift is I'm learning all these lessons about myself and then I can take care of myself better. That's the other thing. When I know that about myself, rather than ignoring, I can literally sit and say, like, she's my best friend. Holy shit. I never realized that stressed you the fuck out. I won't put you in that situation anymore. 
or I'll be more conscious of like what situations I put you in. That's a beautiful lesson to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> so it's almost like if you then, so you remove the things that are coping or masking, you really address the foundational self-care then you can always add the other things back. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I just think, I think so much of the way that we live our lives is to mask, 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 hide, hide, deny, deny, have shame, know it down deep. It wrecks havoc in our system. You know, it's like, that's how we live our lives. And I just, again, to bring it back to injury, like I just, I'm aware of that. That's what I'm doing, but not until something really important is taken away from me. Do I decide to do the work to fix the thing? And I think for me right now, again, I'm just going to say I'm not doing this alone. I'm in therapy right now because I'm in a very heavy season in my life. And I feel so fortunate to be able to have guidance through it. But it is absolutely incredible the things that I'm learning and the, you know, the mind-blowing things that I'm learning about myself that for someone who thought she was pretty aware of herself and you know, pretty in touch with herself, I had zero idea, like zero idea. So I appreciate being able to look at myself and how I live this life and the things that affect me with like clear glasses on now. Mm. Yeah. So how's it going? Like, I mean, how are those like social situations? roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I definitely, <clears throat> the thing for me now is like, I'm aware. So I will tell you, one, this is coming from someone who, I didn't understand anxiety, but I sure as hell didn't think I had anxiety. Um, and so I just thought it was like Kaisa-isms, like, dramatic. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the word that's describing my whole life. And so the other day I was driving to a friend's house and I think that because there's a lot going on in my life, there's a lot of things. It's not just that social situation, but I was driving and I started realizing like I couldn't catch my breath. I couldn't breathe. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't fucking breathe. What the fuck? And my first thought is like, you're so fucking dramatic. Like, okay, breathe. And I'm like, I can't breathe right now. So then I'm like, okay, this is my anxiety. And rather than like beating myself up in this moment, you know that this is this thing. What are you going to do? And I was like, you're just going to be calm. You're going to figure this out. You're not going to talk shit to yourself. You're just going to slowly try to breathe. And I did at one moment think, am I going to pass out? Do I need to pull over? But I was like, no. And even that realization, even that moment of taking care of myself and being like, what do you need right now? Like, what do you need? And just the acknowledgement was what I needed. Like the acknowledgement of like, I'm not being dramatic. This is a real thing that's happening. I can't breathe right now. I can't catch my breath. Now I'm getting lightheaded. Okay. This is really happening. Mm -hmm. And within the, you know, 10 minutes that it took for me to get finally to the house, I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm okay. But I don't know why I told that story, but the point is I'm learning well, just, so much about myself. Yeah, yeah. The question was like, how's it going? So oh, you were up, that <laughs> so was so a, that's how it's going. Yeah, it was a good update. It's not fun. <clears throat> yeah. It's not, most of the time, it's not fucking fun mm-hmm. to learn about yourself and to try to unwind things. This is not a fun time in my life. I, the, the piece that keeps me going is when I, I lay in bed at night or I have a quiet moment in my day and I fucking know I'm taking care of myself. And that I never realize how much it eats me alive to know that I'm not doing the things that I know I should do to be taking care of myself or taking care of my best friend, AKA my body. And so that feels good. And that honestly fuels me to keep going. That fuels me to keep showing up and to keep doing the hard things. Cause I, I'm like, I'm fucking, I am taking care of myself to the best of my ability right now. And I could genuinely say that almost say that. Cause I think yesterday was, it was pretty obvious I'm adding too many things on movement wise, but yes. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think part of taking care of yourself is it's not like you're going to not make mistakes or I don't even know if those are mistakes, but like the fact that you are acknowledging it and you're like, oh yeah, cool. Like that alone is taking care of yourself, you know, and like being, being open to it and not being like, nope, yeah, I am taking care of myself the most, like always being open to like, oh, interesting. Okay. That's, that's, I'm going to look at that. Yeah. And, and see how. Yeah. And for most of my life, I wasn't strong enough to be able to do that. And so I didn't look at anything, you know, well, I thought I did, but I didn't. And I just kept, you know, barreling forward. Yeah. But, and, and I have compassion for that because I think I would have fallen apart. I think if I was looking, if I looked at things at any other time in my life, I, I, I don't think I would have made it through. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the, <clears throat> I always hear. <clears throat> Jesus, green tea didn't help lot. me. Yeah, we have a lot going on today. <laughs> wow. Take a sip. Mm-hmm. There we go. Like, it's we look at these like coping mechanisms or our bad habits as bad things, but it's actually like they're what get us through. They're serving a purpose. Yeah, like totally. they're survival, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't you don't want to continue Like you want to change these habits potentially if they're harming you, but they're also protecting you in a way. Amen. And honestly, that was one of the most powerful things that my, my therapist had said to me because I am, I am a negative self talker and I'm like, why the fuck? Why didn't I realize this earlier? Why didn't I start doing this? And she's like, you weren't in the place to do that. Mm -hmm. And you, you should thank all the things that you did because that's how you survived it. And now you're in a place. So now let's deal with it. And so for anybody listening, it's also just one little thing at a time. And when the moment's right, I think if you are doing enough to take care of yourself and be in touch with yourself, you'll know that you're strong enough to handle that one thing, not all the things, the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it. Yeah. yeah. I love this stuff. Cause like in like parts therapy, it's like, if you were to say like, you're, whatever, say your mid twenties, there was a part of you that didn't have time and had to hold it together and didn't have space to like be emotional or anything like that. And like needed to be that rock. You could look back and go like, damn, what a bitch I was, or you could judge it. But then you could also go like, wow, thank you. What a fucking, like, do you know what you had to hold it together when like I couldn't, you know, like that part of me had to hold it together. Like, wow, like, thank you. And like, that had to be really hard, you know, and you have compassion for that part versus just negative self-talk. And then all of a sudden you start realizing like, wow, you kind of, Hey, it was you. Right. So then it's just like a cool thing to even acknowledge. You're like, shit, like I did that, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're looking at it from a positive perspective versus negative. I, I mean, I absolutely love that. And I think that that, again, brings it back to helping people understand why we talk about our bodies as our best friends, because it helps you to look at the things that you do in a, in a more positive light. And if you knew that your best friend was always trying to do the best that they possibly could, then you would have so much more grace or forgiveness mm-hmm. or understanding for why things happen the way they did and why you did what you did. And also you just be more encouraged to do things differently now. Mm. You know what I mean? And one little thing at a time, not all of it. I just want to keep underlining that one thing at a time, but you'd be like, okay, well now we're in a place like you, we've survived all that. We made that through and I'm in a place that I really want to acknowledge that that happened. And then I want to do different now. I want to change it up. Yeah. Can you kind of step away? Can you like, can you take a break and let us take over Yeah, and now we can like, yeah. We can take over from and here. And us being a different part of your your body, your exactly. mind, your soul, all those things. Yeah. Um, oh, what'd you just say? 
I lost my train of thought on that, but yes. <laughs> yeah. it, oh, it just, oh, give your body a hug. That's what I was thinking. Aww. It's like when you talk about your friend that's yeah. doing it too much or like not letting anybody in, yeah. you know, like if you envision that person yeah. and that's your body or that's a part of you and you're just like, don't you just want to give it a hug? Absolutely. And don't you want to just be like, you're fucking amazing. Yeah. You have shown up through my entire life. You've done the best that you fucking could. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about you. Or if I do, I'm going to like, let it go quickly and tell you something positive. Like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Fucking thank you. Thank you for waking up every day. Thank you for being here for me. Thank you for carrying me through this life that I want to do after all the shit that I trashed you with. Like, thank you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now that's why we move. Now that's why we sleep a little bit more. Now that's why we're a little bit more gentle to what we say, you know, about our bodies. Like now that's why I do what I do. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So what now? Like what's next? <laughs> so you got all that. I feel like you got this like wisdom. I feel yeah. like you're tapping in, but now you have to like apply it. Right. Yeah. So like what does application look like for you? So application for me, if we were going to, and literally this is happening right now because I realize because I've said it out loud, I've acknowledged that I actually should be changing a few things up. So application for me. So I am going to finally go see the doctor. So he's, we're just going to get a, I'm going to take care of the actual physical body and see what's happening there just so that I, I know, but I also know there's other things happening. Um, I definitely am diving into therapy more and being really present about some of the things that I can do mentally, emotionally to take care of myself and give myself a little bit more space to deal with that. And then movement wise, honestly, right now, I think it's just, I don't want to stop with what we're doing filming. Um, because there's more programs coming and it's just such a big piece of what I love and what fuels me that I need to adjust what I'm doing outside of the studio. Um, and I think for me having, having a schedule and going to go see Luca and be being held accountable there. And, and honestly, that is another form of therapy for me is fine. But my first step is going to be really adjusting what we do there for the next few months. And just whether it's mobility and just more gentle work for a little while while I come out of this space. Because what happens when, I'm, when I give myself the freedom to do more gentle work, I just have more energy to do what I know needs attention right now, which is that mental and emotional work. Wow. We'll check in with you yeah? in like a month. Okay. Well, thank you for holding me accountable. That was really a team for those that are listening we had a we had a team lunch yesterday and both mike and taylor were sitting here and they literally both at the same time basically rolled their eyes at me like wait how do you not think you're doing too much right now basically like and i was like i i fully did not understand i was like what are you talking about because in my mind i had just convinced myself that adding more movement isn't a problem you know what i mean but without realizing like no that is the problem <laughs> like you're just running from all the things and causing more of an issue. You're blowing everything up because you're just thinking movement's going to solve everything. Movement is like my one great love, but it doesn't solve everything. And too much of it is not a good thing. Yeah. And I love the line. I always have loved this line is like, uh, it's not over training. It's under recovering Mm. because it's kind of like, if you want to add more training, that's okay. It's not about over. You just also have to add more recovery. And at a point you will hit a point where you can't, recover you know you will have so much time and yeah you know, during the day but I love that line no absolutely and I think it's important to like broaden my perspective of recovery too you know recovery for me is literally being at home sometimes and not having anything to do and and mentally mm-hmm. recovering um and I think there's other ways it's not just like a physical recovery practice not just going through mobility or doing you know whatever else it's there's other ways in which I need to recover yeah, mind, body, soul. there's stillness. I mean, I think stillness, like we talked yeah. about it yesterday, it is uncomfortable. And when I went camping for my birthday, it was just me and one of my best friends. There was 
zero itinerary except to surf and you only can surf so much. And so it's like, we'd wake up, we'd have a little breakfast, we'd surf for a few hours and we'd have like mm, six ish hours to do nothing. I didn't have to parent. We weren't going to go see anything. It was like literally the only thing was to eat. You need to like fill yourself with something. And it was like, I was bored. You know, I was bored, even though I say I want to do that all the time. And it, it didn't last the whole weekend. I, cause I started just being like, maybe I'll go take a nap. Like, when can I, I started envisioning what I always say I want mm-hmm. when I don't. And then that alone helped me just go like, just sit here. I sat for like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour a few times. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't want to be on my phone. I just like sitting in the sun, like an old, you know, like an old man on the porch. That's amazing. And then those also help you realize like when you get back into your busy, crazy life, you're like, okay, sitting is amazing, but also that's a little boring. So Mm -hmm. like, where's the happy medium in all of this? Yeah. But yeah, I, I love that. And stillness is something that I definitely need to practice. In going back to like charge, like when you recharge, your recharge can't be another thing you're adding. Right. Like the recharge has to be, which is kind of confusing because like you're saying, it's like, well, my recharge is movement or adding meditation. Adding meditation might be too much stressful yeah. because you might not understand or you feel like it's too much. Yeah. So now you're just, you're trying to add in more yeah. things to remove. Yeah. You know. But this is, an, this is a minor example, um, like on Saturday. So the way in which I realized, which I never realized except for, I would say this, this past month, what I do, I had an, obli- I went to a play at two. And then because I was already downtown, I was like, okay, who's out? What's happening? So Friday on Friday, I was like, okay, who's out? What do you guys want to do? You want to do something on Saturday? And then all of a sudden I realized, what the fuck? Go to the play and go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what is it about you that just needs to go, go, go? And for me, there's so much that I'm running from. That's, it, we're not all the same, everyone. Like, we're not mm-hmm. the same people, but I know what I was doing. I was like, I don't want to go home and sit there in my thoughts and not have anything to do. I want to go, go, go. So after the play, I'm going to go kick it. We're going to go out. We're going to do all these things. And I, and then I had this moment of, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're going to go to the play and you're going to go home. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I was asleep at 10 o'clock at night. It was wild. Yeah. On a Saturday night. I mean, I don't know where I heard this, but it's been something I've like, I really enjoy, but like make time to be bored Mm. because we don't ever, like our goal these days, it feels like, is like, there's never a moment of boredom. Like, why would you want to be bored? There's always something to watch on demand, yeah. on your phone, yeah. a new thing, call and a friend. Something, something that you should do. You should always totally. be getting smarter. Yeah, get, you go, know, go, yeah. go. But I will say like a major win for us of like, kind of we're trying to teach us to our kid is to like be bored, like be okay with being bored because kids especially, like there's always stimulation. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of power. Like, I mean, how often do you stand in a line at the grocery store and not go on your phone? Or how long do you, are you watching something with a friend and they go to the bathroom, do you pull out your phone just to get a quick hit of like what's going on in this other world? Like those are like minutes that we're not able to just sit, right? And that's just more dopamine and more stimulation that then is stressing you out, right? That you don't think it is. but Totally. And so when we, I remember when we drove, we got stuck in traffic and and we got out at Starbucks like halfway through and River just goes, gosh, it's like boring in this car. And I was like, 
it is boring. I'm bored too. Don't you want to be there? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, we're halfway there though. So that's cool. And it was like, that was it. It wasn't like, oh, here's how to fix your boredom. I'm not going to give you anything. Like we can still talk for the rest of this trip. And then we're able to, you know, who knows what'll happen. But like we flew to Costa Rica and like we didn't have to do the iPad because he's like, he's learning how to be bored. I also just think you have to experience those things to then have heightened experiences of when things are great. hundred percent. Cause I do think sometimes like sometimes I realize these downtimes are not just to experience the downtime, but they're to also experience the uptime yeah, and like how amazing to be aware of that. Totally. Cause you, we do that all the time. It's so easy in life to be like, oh, I want to go on vacation. I want to go on vacation. I want to go on vacation. And then you're on vacation. It's like you were never present, but if you have all these moments of being like, okay, I know what it's like to feel that. And now I'm here like, wow, I can really be present. And like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really experiencing this differently. Yeah, we're going more into like mind as your best friend. But but. no, but I think like what you're saying is really, I don't know what's shifted for me over the years, but there has definitely been a shift where I'm in moments, I mean, this happens when I'm with you, like when we're working. I mean, the C4 thing I think was like when we had that moment after that shoot, being really aware and calling it out. And you're like, holy shit, like I am really excited and really having a fun time right now. Like those moments are hitting me way more often than they used to. Like I feel like I was a little bit more numb. And I think the idea of things before doing them was the excitement. Like, oh, I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to buy this thing. But when I got it or I was there, it was almost just like it didn't have the same effect as thinking about it. But now it's turning into the opposite somehow. It's like, you know... But you have to, I think you have to consciously do that. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this. But I think I, I practice consciously being aware of when things are good. And even when I'm just in a state of like, okay, I, oh, I'm, I'm happy right now. Like, okay, I'm not super stressed right now. And then I, I just try to like take that in and have a moment, even if it's a two second moment of this feels really good. The sun is shining. I'm driving on my favorite part of the bridge. Like this always happens to me when I'm going over 520. I'm like, it's beautiful out. I like this water is gorgeous. I'm not really stressed about anything right now. I'm maybe I'm not even driving to anything crazy exciting, but I'm just like, okay, this moment is really good Mm -hmm. because we tend to like stack up the negative moments. Like, and then that becomes what life is. Mm. All of these stressed out negative moments. But I think I'm like trying to put coins in the piggy bank of like, this is good. This is good. This is good. Embrace those happy moments. Yeah. Be best friends with your body mm-hmm. and celebrate with your mind. <laughs> yeah. What was the mind one? <laughs> the mind mind one, is but. fascinating for me because I think my mental toughness, uh, not toughness. I don't want to use that word. Um, I want to say like my mental physical is like so far behind my physical side. Like that's something that I'm really interested right now. Like I really feel like, okay, lack of a better word. I feel like I'm really mentally weak. I think that's something that I really like. I'm very fascinated in. I'm always fascinated digging into pieces of me. But I think right now it's like, okay, where mentally can I start to work on myself and better myself and, you know, have more tools for myself? So, you know, you're doing it right now. By talking? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Really? Yeah, it's like the fact that like you're on the journey to get stronger in the mind or whatever you want to say. I think that alone is... That's growth by far. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. At least I'm not in denial anymore. <laughs> no. I think a you're also bit. not as aware sometimes. <sighs> not Maybe aware that, at yeah, all. This is not a judgment. This oh, is just, you can a, judge? just a, um, an observation that like, I don't think you see the growth a lot of times in like what you do. 
Because no, I think you, these conversations alone, like just doing a podcast, just like talking oh. about things oh. openly is a tremendous mind growth or strengthening. You're right. <laughs> you know, huge. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, for so much of my life and definitely my career, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I was so worried. I was so judgmental of myself and I was so worried that the thoughts that I had in my head would be like something ridiculous and stupid. And nobody, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're right. That's a huge exercise in mental And strength. I think just another shout out to you is oh. that I feel like you're, you're more open to knowing that you don't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Like it felt, I don't want it to sound like you had it figured out because I don't think you necessarily took that fully on. But I think you seem more like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to work, so let's try it versus it felt a year plus ago, it was more like, no, I know what's going to work or not. No. So I, I agree that that's how it seemed from the outside, but internally it was like, I am so fragile that I cannot adjust anything right now. Mm. Like I will literally, and, and honestly, I think I've been like that my entire life. And, and that's where like the bitch attitude came from. Like everything was, don't even try to climb this fortress. Like don't even try to change a brick on this goddamn, mm-hmm. you know, wall, great wall of China. Like, no, don't even fucking touch this shit. Cause I was so fragile on the other side that I, I think I knew somewhere down deep, I couldn't handle anything. Mm. I just had to keep it all the way that it was and no adjustment could be made. And now so maybe that's a testament to my my more mental strength and everything else. Now I'm like, okay, I'm in a space like I don't I don't think I'm going to fall apart if I adjust some bricks mm-hmm. right now. I'm not going to fall apart if somebody says like you should really look at that. I'm I might have an attitude for a second, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right, I should. Because ultimately I'm in such a different place of like I want to be taking care of myself to such a different level right now, and I think that's definitely the growth there. What? <laughs> Just going back to the awareness, it's like you literally just said what I said, except just way more eloquently and like personal. Like, I love it. You're just like, no, it's not that like this change has happened. It's just this change has happened in this really deep and meaningful and really cool way. I can't hear it from you. I can only hear it from me. There's growth. Oh. Any Hoosier. Any Hoosier. That was good. I think that's that's fun. I think it's good. I mean, my whole thing, I think, is people like you. There's a lot of people that like listen and watch, you, you know, think that you're the, you know, the the queen of whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're like, I want to live that life. I want to have all the things she has. And mm-hmm. I love that and appreciate that you're willing to, like, talk about things. It's like, yeah, like, you are grateful for your life and you have worked really hard. But there's also a lot of shit that doesn't get seen. And there's a lot of hard, you deal with hard things just like other people deal with hard Mm -hmm. things and we don't have it figured out. And Mm -hmm. like, we're always trying, you know, and balancing and injuries happen. You're not just superhuman Mm -hmm. or something like that. And I fall apart all the time. I don't have it figured out and I have awful, terrible, dark days. And like, yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I, but I appreciate the space here because that's the problem with social is like, it's so hard to be real 24 seven. Yeah. Um, so I think this podcast is like such a beautiful place to just be honest and open about things. Yeah. And there's just more of it. Like you, you have what, I don't even know anymore what the timing is, but it's, I don't 10 seconds or something, you know, like, and if you, yeah, you just can't have a full conversation 
about anything and to say like, hey, tell me about your darker days and like how you overcame that in about eight seconds and make it visually stimulating so people actually stay on it and listen to the whole story. Yeah. It's like, this no. is so exhausting to yeah. try to do that. So it's like, we can play that game and <clears throat> and not need to be trying to convince people or share these stories as much. But on this platform, it's cool to be able yeah. to give you the space and yeah. the time to figure it out as we talk. And to just be honest with the team, like people yeah. that are tuning in on social and, and here to know that what you see on social is just one side of mm-hmm. me. And it's definitely a much more curated. I try to be honest and real, but it's definitely a much more curated side of me. It's a business. It's a bit. It's totally a business. Yeah. Like you are, it, matters if people if you get views and engagement and all that like that is that's not just like you do it and like oh if people like it people like it no No. big deal like there is it is very much a business and so it's like it's actually very important to get that engagement so totally so if you follow me on social please engage engage. (laughs) (laughs) leave a comment would you Sure. Um, cool. Okay, but I do, I just want to keep reiterating, when we have these conversations, sometimes I feel like because, you know, there's no other audience input, we might have talked about something that someone was like, wait, hold on, can you go more in depth there? Or mm. can you explain that better? So team, if you're listening, if you have any questions or comments back to things that we we're talking about today, please go to kaisafit.com slash ask and just record it there. Because even if it's not a question that we play on air, but if you have a comment or question that can help spark another discussion. The point of all of these podcast episodes is that we're talking about things that also help others and that you all find interesting. It's not just so Mike and I can hear each other talk, although we love that. <laughs> um, so please go yeah, to kaisafit.com, sorry, slash ask, ask yeah. leave, your, leave your messages, leave your comments. It's a community. It's a team. Like yeah. that's the hope is to continue to build that out. Yeah. Right. And Absolutely. like that part of that is not, it's not a one way street. Yeah. We want to hear from you. That's why we do listener questions, comments, reviews, like if you want to drop it there or whatever, it's yeah. super helpful. And it guides a lot of what we do. Totally. Yeah. So, okay, well, thank you for always, thank you for always creating a safe space. That's what I want to say. Because I do know, I think it's a, a hashtag blessing to have people in your life that you know have your back. So when they say things, you don't have to be defensive. Even though I might have an attitude for a second. It's it's less than what it used to be. But I think it's a, it's very, very special to have people that you know have your best interest. And so I appreciate that. And I appreciate yesterday there was a little kind call out and then being able to, you know, talk through things today because life is a fucking journey. Like you need other people to be by your side. Yeah. Calling you out, supporting you. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. And likewise, I appreciate all you do. And all the opportunity. I'm gonna start calling you out a little bit more. I don't me. think I call, I don't think I call you out. Hey, enough. you called me out the other day on Instagram. Well, after you didn't call me out, and then you called me out. And look, the what people. What did I say? Oh no, I mean, called you shouted me out. I should oh, say. Oh, I was like, damn, did I aggressively call you out on Instagram? No, you're pretty nice. Team, overall. please go follow him. He had a problem that I didn't <laughs> tag him correctly. Can you go follow him at Mike Folden on Instagram? Look, please this is my last chance on social. All right. Okay. So it's kind of like my last hurrah, right? Like this is, the story's unfolding. I haven't told you this, but there's a documentary being filmed. It's like, will Mike make it? And this is the early stages. There's a lot of dark days that have been had. And it's about building up to see if I can make it as a micro-influencer. As a Mike. Oh my bro God, we're not ready. Let's pull we'll okay. talk about that okay. later. Yeah, All right, team. Fun. Mike, thank you so much for joining me here today. Team, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you back on the Kaisa Show very soon. Toodaloo Rooster. <laughs> <laughs>